Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Today, we're so blessed that you're joining us. You know, I grew up outside a little town in Michigan called Marysville. Now, this town at the time that I was growing up had about 4,000 people in it. Our entire high school consisted of 700 people, all four grades. Our house was out in the country, and there was a good quarter mile between neighbors, with the exception of my great-grandmother and two uncles that they lived a couple hundred yards away. I spent many days playing with my cousins, and since I was the oldest by several years, playing with these little kids soon became boring, and I learned how to entertain myself, playing out in the woods and different things like that. I could even play an entire nine-inning baseball game by myself, playing both sides, and sometimes I'd actually lose (laughs) to the other me. Anyway, my grandparents lived on the St. Clair River, and sometimes we'd grab inner tubes, and they'd take us several miles up the river because the current's like seven miles an hour, and they'd let us float down, and we'd go all the way across this mile-wide river to Canada. Then we just catch the ferry uh, back, which just happened to dock right next door to my grandparents' house. And the reason I'm sharing this little bit of tidbit of my history with you is because our guest today lived something of the same life. And she's actually from the city just across the river where we would catch the ferry home, Sarnia, Ontario. Praise God. Tess Scott is the founder of a great ministry called Listen Sister, an encouragement ministry, and the author of an absolutely fabulous book titled, you guessed it, Listen Sister, Finding Hope in the Freak Show of Life. Now, if that's not a title that grabs your attention, I don't know what is. It's a collection of short, funny stories pointing out how God works in the chaos of life. And I've read it and I'm telling you, it is hilarious. You'll be laughing all the way through. Anyway, help me welcome to the program all the way from Blue Water Country, Tess Scott. Tess, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thanks so much for having me on. That's that's such a fun introduction. I love that we have that connection. Hey, and did, did you know that people all still do a float down down that river every yeah. year? Every yeah. every year, hundreds of people on inner tubes and all kinds of things floating down and then getting yeah. off, going back across the border. Yeah, yeah. We well, they used to drop us off by the uh, electric plant, and yeah. then you know because there was a park right there. Yeah, and we'd jump in and climb on, and then just start floating down. It's, yeah. It's oh, a fast current. Seven miles an hour is fast. It, really it is. is really fast. And there's a lot of ships and things. <laughs> yeah. I say dodging the freighters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Fun times. Amen. Good memories. Yeah. Amen. I used to go scuba diving and, uh, where a friend, uh, we, uh, a friend would, you know, he had his house, a couple houses down from, uh, where my grandparents lived. And if you went, Oh, probably a hundred yards offshore. That's when the channel started. Right. And sometimes we go down the channel is fairly deep. Uh, but you know, I get down there about 30, 40 feet or so. And just say, there's nothing there because of the churn of the, the freighters and stuff. It's like yeah. barren landscape. 
And you could hear these freighters coming from a long ways away. Yeah. Perhaps. And one time we were out there and we just, we heard it, but you know, usually it's a long ways away and and we lost track of the, how many minutes it had been. And all of a sudden this shadow just started coming and the current shifted and it was, Oh man. And the only thing there was this big rock and we grabbed onto this rock and literally we were sticking straight up in the air as this freighter passed over. I mean, oh. it was scary. I thought for sure we were dead. That <laughs> <You> is <know? laughs> as soon as that thing stepped and the, the current went back, no, man, we headed straight for sure. <laughs> I never went out there again. That was scary. That oh, is a man. scary story. I, I got I got goosebumps just talking about it. that was like 50 some years ago. <laughs> you know? That is a scary story. I bet you didn't tell your mom oh. that story. <laughs> for a while. Now we, you know, I mean, you know, a few years later, maybe, but not when I was 16 years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and that's what's happening to me. I'm hearing all these stories from all my kids now that I happened that. back yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's easier that. to hear now for sure. For sure. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, let me do a quick disclaimer here because you know, before we get started, we're not doing this on purpose. This is just the way we were raised. But you know, when two red-blooded Canadian backgrounded people get together, you're probably going to hear a few A's flying around. Okay. It's just, it's kind of like uh, if you're down South and people use y'all when, you know, I mean, that's just part of the natural talking when they're getting together. It's just part of the conversation. Hey, eh? all right. So, you know, and, and that's just the way I was raised. I know you were too. Hey, eh? <laughs> yeah, I don't even hear it. I, I hear exactly. from other people that I do that, yeah. but I don't hear myself do it. I hear the I y'all when other people say that, but I yeah. never hear it. I just, I guess I do it. Hey, eh? hey, that's right. Amen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Tess, the first question I usually start with is this, other than that brief information we just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Tess Scott? Ooh, so I'm a, I'm a wife. A mom of eight boys, blended family of eight boys. Um, I'm a writer and author, and I'm a, a black sheep turned Jesus girl. I'm on mission to encourage women everywhere that no matter what your past looked like, no matter what the chaos that you're living in right now, there's hope. And I want to direct people to Jesus because he's our only hope. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And how did you come up with the idea for this book? I mean, it's definitely hilariously different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, the idea for the book, well, I knew that God wanted me to share my story because really my life is a freak show. And, um, <laughs> you know, there's lots of things starting with, you know, I've been married four times mm -hmm. and twice to the same guy. And I have like this huge blended family and a special needs adopted son. And I've had cancer and like just so many things. And often people would say to me, you have to share your story. You know, people need to hear this. People need to have hope people. And, and you hear that on and on. And then even after I knew, and I've, I felt really strongly, God wanted me to share my story and wanted me to encourage women, but whether it was my, like the biography of my whole life, you know, or just little experiences that I've been through. I wasn't really sure, but this, I knew I didn't want to do it. So I didn't want to do it. And I told God that, um, because I like to boss around, you know, the, 
creator of the universe. And I said, <laughs> I really don't want to do it because there's other people that are much more suited to that. People who are um, have experience, who have education, who know what they're doing, you know, choose one of those people. And he didn't. And then um, so <laughs> in a, a variety of things happened that uh, further pushed me along to realize, you know, like you're, I'm sure you understand what I, what I mean when I say this, that you're at church and the pastor's speaking about um, when God tells you to do something or, you know, when you, how to obey, and then um, you're reading a book and it's about that. And then you listen to the Christian radio station, the songs like Tess, listen to God, you know, and like everything, everything is pointing that way. And you know, that, you know, that, you know, that you just have to do it. And I think um, the way the book is written is just my style. I mean, that's just <laughs> my life. That's just how I am. I don't know if I could do a, a serious book. And, and the humor of the book, I think that's the way that I can share really hard things, right? I can share hard things by making fun of myself and making fun of the situation and just <laughs> laughing. And, and because that's just how, that's just how life is. That's just my personality. So it kind of suits us, me, yeah. us, you know, that whole thing. That's kind of how that happened. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I understand what you're saying when God tells you to do something, because I I share this several times that, you know, when he told me to begin what we're doing now, I mean, if he'd have told me this is what it's going to be in 10 years. And I just, no, 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 just no, (laughs) just no, it's not, (laughs) but it started, you know, as as a minister's conference and, and, you know, they're up there preaching and it's almost lunchtime and I'm sitting there and, and someone leaned forward from the next row back and said, begin a weekly 30 minute online radio program. And I, what? And there was nobody there, you know? Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, that's weird. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just, just no, you know. And then yeah. the the person up on the on the stage was talking, and you know they're getting ready to wrap it up, and it says, "So in other words, if God tells you to do something, you got to do it. If He tells you to start a radio program, you got to do it." And I'm like, "Oh no way!" <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's oh, so yeah. affected me. I when they broke for lunch, I didn't go to the lunch thing i went out to my car and called my wife and said you won't believe what just happened yeah Yeah, i love that it It took me another year year and a half i still didn't do it you know and and, uh you know then things were not working out the way i had planned and they're talking about you know you're probably gonna have to retire and said lord what is it you want me to do i'm getting too old keep starting over said, what's the last thing i told you to do i don't know i don't remember you know so i went i kept a prayer journal so i start flipping the pages backwards and, and there it was a year about like 15 months earlier and yeah you know had stars all over it was so effective i mean i you know i said i i gonna need to make sure i know where this is at and there it was beginning a weekly 30 minute online radio program yeah oh, i yeah. told you no <laughs> yeah i told you no yeah and he says i told you yes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. amen amen so why this type of book for this point in your life though? Hmm. Well, this type of book, um, there's just so many stories. There's so many things. And I think as time goes on and God teaches us more, we have more perspective to kind of see the why, like we don't always, we don't always know the why in the story. And we, and some things we're just not going to know. 
you know, right. we just won't yeah. know until we're with Jesus. But sometimes he gives us that like turnaround and we can play that reel over again in our mind and watch as, as the pieces of life are just, you know, pieced together intricately. And you're like, Oh, that's why, you know, and, and sometimes he has to push us into it, into seeing it or push us into doing what he's asking us to do. And, and part of that um, for me was, I knew, like I said, that God was asking me to do that. I was sure. So even when I started obeying him, you know, I started doing it in my own time slowly. And, um, and I, like you with your prayer journal, you know, mm. I was, I was doing that and I thought I'm going, I'm going to maybe someday do this. We'll see, but I have other things I have to do. And, uh, because I was scared, right? Seriously. I was scared part sharing your life, yeah. um, is it's very vulnerable, right? I share things that are very personal and vulnerable and mistakes and, and all of that. So I was scared and I went to a woman's conference and the speaker at the woman's conference was Carol Kent. And, um, she's very well known. She's amazing, has a, like an amazing life story. And, and she was speaking, there was a couple hundred women there. It was when we were allowed to. So, uh, back then, <laughs> even in Canada and, um, she, and she looked at me, like, I tell you that I'm telling you that she looked right at me and she probably doesn't think she did, but I think she did. And she may have even shook her finger. I don't know. But she said, you know what God is telling you to do and you're scared. So I'm going to give you the answer. And I thought, yes, you know, and then she said, do it scared. Do it. And then I thought, oh, <laughs> That's not, I thought there was an easier way, yeah. so, you know, and I'll never Amen. forget that because that pushed me. And still, I mean, still, I was you know, I still sometimes doubted and, you know, the enemy plants all kinds of lies in your mind and a little bit of time went on, but I was, I did start to write and to document things and, and write some stories. And, um, and then one day I was getting ready for work and, and my eyes were kind of blurry the day before. Um, but as you get older, you know, your prescription changes in your glasses. And so I thought, wow, this is changing quickly. <laughs> this is, <laughs> we're going downhill fast over here. Um, so anyway, then the next morning I got up for work and I was putting makeup on in the mirror. And I noticed that my smile was kind of crooked. Like my mm. face was kind of, you know, and I thought well, that looks weird, but I keep putting makeup on because I have to go to work. Like I'm the one who opened the doors of the college in this area. I worked mm. at a fire school and, you know, so the world would not continue if it was not for tests. That's that's, right. that's, that's like right. kind of the, what, the yeah. mindset that I had at the time, you know, I have to be there. So anyway, I kept, you know, do my face, whatever, did my hair and, and looking in the mirror every once in a while going, yeah, it still looks kind of crooked, you know, but I'm still going to go to work. So I went and by the time my boss got there, he walked in and looked at me and said, what's wrong with your face? No woman wants to hear that. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. So I went to emerge and they kept me for three days um, it wasn't a stroke, but it was something it's called a TIA. TIA, Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's words, but I don't know what, what they are at this moment, but anyway, yeah. it's basically, it's a warning. Mini it's not stroke. a stroke. There's yeah. no, yeah. yeah, it's a mini yeah. stroke. There's no long-term effects uh, or, um, you know, long-term things, but so I'm fine now. But when I came home, I said to my husband, so I'm in the hospital three days, all kinds of tests and stuff, everything's fine. And I said, it was like, that was a false alarm. I'm so thankful. And my husband said to me, maybe it wasn't a false alarm test. Maybe it was a real alarm. Maybe it was God saying to you, we all only have so many days on this earth and we don't know what that number is. Yeah, that's true. And he's asked you to do something. What are you doing about that? Mm. And I was like, wow. 
Like, whose side are you on? Right? (laughs) Who are you? Back it up. (laughs) Yeah. So then he said, I think you need to think about quitting work and I'll work 10 years longer, you know, whatever. And, um, and just write full time and, and get this book done. And, and so I did, and that was a year ago, right about now, I guess last April, I guess. And, uh, yeah. And here we are. So God is so good. Like who would ever have thought nobody would ever believe this. Yeah. It's, it's just amazing. God is so good. I know. And and like that lady did with you from that state, that's what happened to me with, you know, cause I was like, whatever you know yeah and then the guy like literally not even three minutes later said if god tells you start a radio station that's what you got to do and i'm like yeah no way come on this isn't fair you You can't argue with it you can't yeah exactly Exactly. i wish i could quiz you on every single story in your book because i just laughed all the way through it's it's so great And, and but one story from your book where i really laughed at and it's probably because of my law enforcement background was where your brother came to visit unannounced. Can you share that with our listeners? Oh, yeah. So um, I was living in a, a semi, a semi-detached, and uh, my brother just popped in to visit. It was back in the days before cell phones when you could just live your life and no one knew where you were and it was no big exactly. deal. Exactly. It was a very great time. And uh, so anyway, he knocked. I wasn't home. The door was locked. And uh, so he walked around the yard. He's not a very patient guy. So he was probably walked around the yard for about one minute. And uh, then he thought, okay, well, I'll just go in. So right, the, the kitchen was in the front. So right in the cul-de-sac. Oh, oh my, I'm sorry. Just one second. Right. Just one second here. I just, I'm having a problem with this. This has never happened before in my life, but of course it's <laughs> going to happen today. Um, You're just very popular. Everyone's hearing your, no, your story. Just, eh? <laughs> no, it's an alarm. <laughs> Don't forget you're on a podcast test. That would happen. Um, anyway, sorry. So he, so he opened the front window. Like he had to, I don't know, precariously go up on this step and slide this front window above the kitchen sink open and go in through the front window of the semi onto the, I don't know, onto the sink and the floor and who knows I wasn't home. But anyways, some of the neighbors who I guess were looking after me, who knew called the police. So, you know, my brother's got his head in the fridge rooting around, no doubt for food or something. And uh, the police come and he opens the door because he's not doing anything wrong and they're ready to arrest him. You know, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And he's saying, oh, this is my sister's house. No, it's not. And uh, and he was kind of a rough looking character maybe back then. Um, so <laughs> so it's pretty awkward for him. Eh? He was, uh, yeah, he was having a bad time and he was just hoping that I was going to walk in any minute, not knowing even where I was. I'm just getting groceries. I don't even, I'm not even paying attention. Um, and you can't, of course, there's no cell phones, can't get a hold of me. But finally, after he was sweating, I mean, he was a little worried trying to convince these officers that he belonged in this house. But then he remembered. And so he took them into the living room and on the wall was a family picture with, he's in the picture with me, you know. And he could say, like, look, I'm her brother. Here's our picture. This is our family. And then they believed him. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure they said ID and they called it in to check, you know, oh, and, uh, probably. I mean, yeah, Who knows? Was, yeah. Yeah. He's he's free. He's a free man today. So it all worked out. It was <laughs> it was a good 30 years ago, more 35 years ago, probably now. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, the point to the, uh, the point to that, and what I realized from that was you know, they believed him that we were related because they could see the resemblance in the picture, right? They could see. And, and when people see us in life, like, do they know that we're in God's family? Right. 
you know, like if someone just meets me, are they going to, is there something different about me? Is there something that makes me look like Jesus? I want to look like Jesus in my life. You know, I want to love people like he does. I want to be forgiving. I want to be gracious. I want to be fun. I want, you know, I don't want to be judgmental. I don't want to be all those, you know, all those things. So that was kind of my little takeaway from that story. And, uh, and again, my takeaway did not happen that day, but much later, I'm not sure what his takeaway from that story was. Actually, that would be, maybe that'll be the next book interviewing the people in the stories and see if they oh, agree. Wow. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Amen. 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 Yeah. Another story that caught my attention. Your, your father has the same type of, uh, personality and ability to use events to teach lessons and get things done. I, I was, the stories about your father, I was just relating to all the uh-huh. way through because my daughters could testify to this fact. Eh? And uh, <clears throat> the story that caught my attention was, since I'm also a private pilot, was when your father promised to teach you how to be a pilot. Yeah. Can you share that? Yeah. What a, what a guy <laughs> he, was, he was. Yeah. He said to us, we're, yeah, I'm going to teach you to be a pilot. And, and I'm not a lover of winter, even though I live in Canada. So I don't like going out in the cold and it was cold. So you get all bundled up and everything. And I'm like, yay, I didn't, I was a small girl. So I didn't think to myself, we don't own a plane. There's no runway, any of those things. I just trust my dad. Right. And we go out there to the bush, which does also seem like a weird place to learn to be a pilot now that I think about it. But what he was teaching us was how to pile the wood. I'm going to cut the wood, Tess, and you're going to pile it. Way less exciting. Way less exciting. Yeah. Yeah. He also would sometimes tell tell us to tell our friends we're going to have a rock concert. That was my next question. Rock picking. Yeah. A rock party. A rock party. Yes. Yeah. 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 Your friends don't trust you much after a couple of those things happen. (laughs) But yeah, my dad was a great guy. Yeah. Uh, so that, that reminds me of stuff that I used to have my daughters do like that. Yeah. They're, they're priceless. Those are priceless memories. And they still talk about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. We still talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. I remember I promised my daughter, my oldest daughter, on her 16th birthday, I was going to buy her a brand new Mustang. And, you know, she was all, you know, yeah, okay, okay. And, as it got closer, I'm, I'm asking you, like, what color do you want? And stuff like that. And she goes, are you really going to do this? I told you I would. I promised I would. Goes, oh, wow. Okay. Oh, red. I like red, you know. So, okay. Well, the morning of her birthday, she got, she says, uh, are we going to go get my Mustang now? I just said, look outside. <gasps> she went, pulled the curtains back. Nothing there. I said, I don't see anything. I said, we'll open the front door. And she opened the front door and there on the porch was a bright red Mustang Hot Wheels car. Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> so mean. She knew. She knew to not trust you about that. You, know? <laughs> you see, I'm still laughing today. <laughs> hey. Is she laughing? <laughs> uh, oh, now. Yeah. Now she is. Yeah. I, I let her drive her old Altima around. You know? There you go. <laughs> yeah. like a, like a consolation prize. Yeah. yeah I mean, just little things like that that fathers yeah. do to 
teach their daughters a lesson. I don't know what the lesson was, but it was, it was good for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I set up for like fun. nine months, nine months. This was in the making. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. but uh, you know, at the time she didn't appreciate the humor in it, you know, but uh, like I said, yeah. yeah, she gets she laughs now as she, she as she pulls these same type of stunts on her kids. See, yeah, yeah. I remember you probably remember uh, uh, she had an article in the newspapers nationwide. Ann Landers. Oh yeah, yeah. Ann Landers. I remember one time I was reading the story and and this lady wrote in and said that uh, her mother had come to visit one was a mother's on the east coast she lived on the west coast and she mother only comes like once a year to visit she brought squirt guns for her you know nine-year-olds she goes mom why did you bring squirt guns don't you know don't you remember how we used to squirt up all over the house and get everything all wet and the mother just smiled said oh yeah i remember Like now it's oh, your turn. Well, that's what my daughter is with her kids now. She's she's like, oh yeah, I pull some of the same pranks. So, <laughs> that's fun. That's hey, fun. Hey, yeah. Man. Well, and if my daughter listens to this episode, I'm never going to hear the end of it. But <laughs> <laughs> see what you're doing, Tess. Praise God. <laughs> Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for this portion of the interview with with Tesca. We've been having a great time as we've been discussing her book, Listen Sister, Finding Hope in the Freak Show of Life. Amen. This is a fabulous book. And as you can tell, I enjoyed every minute of reading this book. Tess Scott has a way of framing these everyday situations into hilarious illustrations of the freak show of life. Praise God. And you've heard me share a few of mine today as well. Tess has written an absolutely great book, and you need to drop down below in the show notes and order your copy right now. Amen. In fact, I'd recommend getting two or three copies. I know that you know someone else who could relate to some of these stories that Tess has been sharing today and in her book, Listen, Sister, Finding Hope in the Freak Show of Life. Amen. And be sure to come back for the conclusion of this great interview with Tess tomorrow in the next episode. For Tess Scott and myself, this Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. 
Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success. Thank you.